Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome back to our Living Box Free podcast. This is our third episode of 2021. Woohoo! Hey. Yes. It doesn't look much different than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are in our starting over again. dot, 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 again. Sorry, I was too soon. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I didn't know if I should say the dot, dot, dot or not. <laughs> starting over again. Oh, starting over. Dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. dot. Again. Again. Okay. Third time's the charm. (laughs) Going so well. We are in this series all about the New Year's resolutions we've made for ourselves. We started off with food, probably Mm -hmm. the most difficult conversation. And no, Ash and I were not giving you nutrition tips. We were not. Telling you what diet to follow. No. Nope. We were actually just talking about our relationship with food and how that impacts our lives. Today, we are going to dig in to one of the most important topics for any new year, and that is setting goals. It's very exciting because we have the queen of goal setting here on this podcast already, Uh-oh. Becky Ford. Yeah. Well, I like goals. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. I need to I need to be reined back sometimes. <laughs> Before we get into that, we're going to um, jump into our what's on the rise for you this week oh, yeah. question. So mm-hmm. Ash, what is on the rise for you? So I started a new job a couple of weeks ago and I've been commuting, which is new and different, you know, what? comparatively speaking. I haven't been commuting in a year. And so I eat breakfast in the car and then I often will stop and grab coffee or something and and then I'll go. So I'll pack in the morning for the whole day and then I'll go to the gym afterwards and then I'll go to a friend's house or whatever. And so my car is just a wreck. It's a wreck. It <laughs> looks like I've been living in there for months, months and months and months and it's only been three weeks or something. So I need to get back in the rhythm of figuring out when to clean out my car or just bringing everything in. But it's so cold. You don't want to make another oh, trip that is out yes. to your car to get all the garbage. And I don't have a garage. So anyway, that's yeah. what's on the rise for me. Car mess slash maybe car cleanup. I don't know. But exciting. Your car gets to be used. My car is getting used. Is that <laughs> exciting? I guess. Well, it depends if you like driving. I, I do enjoy driving. I enjoy yeah. the space of it. I actually like having a longer commute because I feel like I can process on the way there and that is process nice. on the way back. Yes, there are benefits. Yes, absolutely. So what's on the rise for you this week? What is on the rise for me this week? And it actually flows into our goals. Of course it does. Tristan and I have been talking for a long time since interest rates went down that we need to refinance our house. And Tristan and I both hate anything to do with finances. Hey. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> Just it's give like me some markers and I want to color. Marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah. So this week, I finally did it. I filled out our application, talked to a couple banks, and actually this afternoon I'm hoping to finalize our refinancing plan, cool. all that stuff. And it saves you so much money. Yeah. So much money in the long long term. It's just the tedious act of having Ugh. to fill that information out. All the little details. Yes. Yeah. Not my jam. Mm-mm. That's why I was playing. <laughs> Soft coffee shop music as I was doing all of my work this week. <laughs> Pay attention to the details, Becky. You can do Focus. it. Well, that uh, we'll hear more about financial planning later. Yes, we will. <laughs> when we talk about goals. Let's think about New Year's. A lot of us started off this 2021 saying, man, we're going to make this year better than 2020. Fun fact, 
50% of Americans set New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I actually think that number could be higher in 2021. Probably. Because 2020 was rough. Yes. And out of that 50% of Americans setting New Year's resolutions, 10% is the amount that actually stick with it for more than a month. How we set our goals at the very beginning, a lot of that can dictate whether you wave the white flag and give up or how sustainable is it for you to do. Yeah. So today we are going to jump in to one, why should we set goals? Some people say, that's stupid. I don't need to set goals. I'm just going to get better. I'm just going to do this or that. And they say these aspirations, however, do they really achieve them? So why should we set goals? Two, what are some goal setting models we can follow? A big piece of advice is don't, it's not a one size fits all, right? Like we're going to talk about models. You got to pick what works for you. That is the most important thing. And finally, tips for execution. How do we, once we have a goal that's created that works for us, how do we make sure we execute upon it? We're going to talk through a few tips and some things that have worked for us uh, and other things we've heard work for other people. First, let's start with the why. Why should we set goals and not just have these aspirations that we say, one day I'm going to get in shape, one day I'm going to get out of debt, one day I'm going to do this. Why should we actually set goals, Ash? Yeah, why does that actually matter? It's so easy, so easy to just go living your your day-to-day life and not work on the things you want to work on. I mean, that's just, that's not even on our list, but that's just, it's so simple to come home from work and be like, I'm tired, I'll do it tomorrow, or not have a plan for that, for whatever you want to work on. It's so easy to fall into that habit. Being, so Being comfortable, right? Yes, absolutely. Being comfortable feels good. So Becky found this great quote. And she found who it was by. What, what? New, who dis? <laughs> who dis in 2021? We actually can say who said this quote. <laughs> it says, by recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands, your own. It makes me think of Talladega Nights oh. and Will Ferrell. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> it made me think of Allstate. You're in good hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love it. TV. Yeah. We have obviously watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's, yeah, we, we have been told to set goals our entire lives. I mean, especially here in the United States, we're very product productivity oriented. We want to get things done. And so we're told to do this, but what does it actually matter? Why does it matter? We want to make sure we understand the why behind it and aren't just trying to get ourselves to do another thing that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So because if you if you add, you know, setting goals to your list of goals that you don't practice, then that's kind of problematic. Doesn't help you. Yeah, it doesn't really help. <laughs> so one of the first things, one of the first benefits is that it clearly defines what success looks like. So it's really easy for me to say, I mean, the one we're going to talk about next week, I want to get back into shape or I want to get into shape. But what does that even mean? Like, how will I know when I get there? How will I feel when I get there? Will I feel like I was successful? It's very easy to pass your goals and not even realize it because you didn't have a set benchmark or a set finish line. And that just, that doesn't help you to achieve further goals and it doesn't help you to understand how much progress you're making. Yep. So that's the first one. Second one, develop a clear vision and sense of purpose in why you are doing what you are doing. So it helps us to be productive and not just busy, not to just run around getting things done, but to say, okay, this is the thing that I'm trying to accomplish. What do I need to do to accomplish that specific thing? And it helps us to prioritize 
what we're doing that day or that month or that year, as opposed to just going around being busy. That makes me think of, um, have you ever read The Year of Yes? I have not. It's um, by Shonda Rhimes, who wrote, writes um, Grey's Anatomy and uh, How to Get Away with Murder and all of those oh Thursday gosh, night great shows. shows. Yeah. yeah. So she took a year in which her goal was to say yes to everything she was asked. Oh, man, I'd be in trouble. I know. <laughs> you, would, you would definitely be in trouble. But basically, she learned, because she had kind of the opposite problem where she was feeling like she wasn't saying yes to things. She wasn't being, taking risks. She wasn't stepping out into adventures. And so she was saying yes to things. And then at the end of that year, obviously, she had to trim back and figure out, okay, what things are priorities? And that's kind of what goal setting is like. Like, you have to figure out, what are all my options? What do I enjoy doing? What do I want out of life? What does success look like? And then you can narrow it down and prioritize. So that's the that actually is the third thing on the list. Beautiful what do you segue. Know? What, a, what a segue <laughs> I just did by accident. So it helps us prioritize both at home and at work. Yay. I think about this like uh, last night I got home pretty late from work and I was supposed to go to the gym at 630 this morning and I got home and I was like, okay. I have not cleaned the kitchen in weeks. My roommate's been doing it, but I also don't have any clean gym clothes to wear to the gym in the morning. So I had to prioritize. I mean, that's just a silly thing, but like the gym was my priority in that moment. Now in other moments, my roommate's mental health is my priority. So it just, you know, it depends. (laughs) Yep. And, but the goal, the goal for me last night was to make myself get to the gym this morning. So I had to do laundry. So that is, I feel like a fantastic example. I mean, our household experiences things much similar to that (laughs) dishes, laundry. uh, But at the end of the day, you're like, okay, what's my priority? If it's going to the gym or if it's, you know, feeding my child, which it is, (laughs) it's like, oh, well, dishes can wait. I'm going to do this right now. Yes, absolutely. Next one is it allows you to see progress from where you started compared to where you are going, which again, like I started with that. It's really easy to get closer to your goal. But if you don't have a set benchmark or a set finish line, you don't even realize that you're getting closer to your goal. Yep. And I I think this one ties back to what does success look like too. Yeah. Uh, So if you know what success looks like and what are those successful milestones along the way that allows you to know you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we end up with a lot. We have a Facebook group for the gym. We end up with a lot of progress posts, which make me really happy of people just saying, hey, I'm noticing this progress in myself and I'm working towards something. And that's that means that they are noticing what they're working toward mm-hmm. as well as the fact that they are moving toward it. So yeah. it's, it's both, and it's really cool to me. And then the last one here is it adds value and vision to the work that you're doing. So it gives you a reason, like, why am I doing the laundry late at night? It wasn't that late. It felt late. It was like 9 p.m. <laughs> when you wo- when you woke up early to work yeah, out, true. you worked all day. I got up at 530. Yeah. So anyway, why was I doing the laundry? It gives me this vision for I want to go to the gym. I want to maintain this healthy habit. If I maintain this healthy habit, I can continue to live the life that I want to live. Well, let's talk about different models for goal setting. Most important thing, it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about multiple different ways that maybe you've heard of or seen and how it works, and maybe what the pros and cons to that are. The first one, and the one that almost everyone has heard about, because I looked up how long it's been around. (laughs) In 1981, SMART goals were created. 
And she told me this and she was like, that wasn't that long ago. And I said, Becky, that was 40 years ago. <laughs> I feel like it has to be like 1950s. I mean, I feel like it was a long time ago. <laughs> At least 90 years oh or 70 gosh. years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So smart goals. Okay. They have been around for a while, 40 years. Smart goals. A lot of us have heard them. Maybe we've heard different variations. In general, it stands for setting a goal that is one. As you write that goal, make it specific. For example, instead of saying, I want to get in shape in 2021, it's saying, I want to lose 10% body fat by December 31st of whatever, or I want to lose this many pounds. So specific. The second one's measurable, which once again, what's that measure? Is it, uh, if we're going in this getting in shape, is it body fat percent, pounds, whatever, inches? Uh, Is it achievable? And I feel like the A, we've heard multiple different uh, variations, attainable. Yeah, I think attainable is what I usually think of. Yep, attainable, achievable, um, which which is pretty similar. You know, mm-hmm. is it something that's that you can do? R is realistic. Is it realistic? This is where so many people, we heard that only 10% of people actually follow through with their New Year's resolutions over a month. And a lot of times we set ourselves up with goals that aren't realistic. It's, I want to lose 100 pounds in 60 <laughs> days. Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's quite the goal. Uh, so when we don't ask ourselves, is this realistic? You could be setting a goal that is too out there, um, that you need some shorter milestone goals to get to that bigger goal that you might have. And finally, is t- the T is time bound. Um, other people have said trackable so or timely, but what is that time limit? If we don't set a time limit, once again, it's just an aspiration and it doesn't hold us accountable. So it's a deadline. And that's how we know if we're successful or not. I just want you all to know that she didn't have that written down. That was just Becky rattling off the description of the acronym. I have a tattoo of it. Oh, okay. So you're just <laughs> I'm reading just kidding. It. But we should get tattoos <laughs> of it. Oh my gosh. A walking billboard for SMART goals. <laughs> Established copyright 1981. Oh. And then underneath that, I'll say, it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) They're still cool. (laughs) Okay, so those are SMART goals. You've probably heard of that. I I do like that structure because if anything, it's a checklist for me to go through and make sure my goal meets those needs. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Um, People who are very specific, you might like, like that model. Here's another model that's probably the opposite side of the spectrum, and it is a vision board. I actually was texting someone at the gym about this, and... I I have done a vision board. I've done it twice, once in college and once when I first moved to Indiana. And it works for some people. It's basically taking, this is back when I got magazines too. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I feel so old. (laughs) Uh, I had magazines and I would clip out pictures and words and things that uh, illustrated what, where I wanted to be Yeah, and putting those on a poster, putting them somewhere. I, in college, I had it. I mean, I only had a room, but I had it in my room by my mirror. And then when I moved to Indianapolis and I created one, I actually had it in my closet. So anytime I went to go get clothes, I'm like, oh, there's my goals. <laughs> there's my vision. So vision board, it's it's not nearly, I mean, you can write specific stuff on there, but it's a lot more for our visual people. Yeah. Next one, one word. You've perhaps heard this. There was it was probably like five or six years ago. I feel like this was really hot. What is one word that you are going to use for your entire year, whether that is consistency or discipline uh, or relationships? That one word is really where you focus uh, your purpose around. So that's that's another one. Once again, a little bit more open. However, you can use that one word to help build some more specific goals underneath that. 
bucket list. Uh, we actually, I, I'm in this edge at work uh, class through Butler University, and they were talking about goals. And someone mentioned, like, yeah, a bucket list is goals. Talk about long term goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> However, it doesn't hurt to have. For some people, it's it's a bucket list. Maybe their goals are really focused on this is what I want to do before I kick the bucket. And they have that written down somewhere. And every year it's ticking one of those things off and you say, okay, here's my bucket list. Here's the one thing I'm going to do in 2021. I'm going to take a road trip to Maine or Mm -hmm. wherever. And so using that bucket list to help guide what you want to do that year. And when I was, when I turned 29, I made a 30 before 30 list, which I think is kind of similar. So I had, I came up with 30 fun things to do before my 30th birthday. And obviously it's a little bit different from a bucket list, but it's the same Mm -hmm. kind of concept where you're working towards something before a date, but it's not, it's just for fun or it's something you want to experience. My mind just went to social media. I bet so many people would love that. 30 fun things to do before you turn 30. Yeah. I'll have to dig up my list. (laughs) We'll see if we can find that. Mm -hmm. The last one here, and I'm going to have Ash chime in here as well. This one is something that really stuck out to me this year. I am very much a do person. I love doing things. I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve financial freedom or I'm going to achieve this, you know, role at work. However, a lot of us don't always sit down and think about who do I want to be? How do I want to improve who I am, whether that's in a role that I play in life, like as a wife or a sister or a mother, or maybe it's just like character pieces where you want to improve. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Ash and I talked about this and I was like, man, I love that. And that's something I'm focusing on this year is having a who goal. Uh, Ash, tell us a little bit about, you You started this a long time ago. Yeah, I think I've talked about this in a past episode, but in college, I recently found a list from college of the kind of person I wanted to be. And there were most of the things on it, I feel like I can say, yes, I am that kind of person. Like I wanted to be a really good friend or I wanted to be an athlete. And even though I still have trouble thinking of myself as an athlete, I'm, I'm getting there. You're an athlete. You I'm have a shirt there. that says yeah. it, right? <laughs> I do have a shirt somewhere that says athlete it's on official. it. It's <laughs> official. That, that means <laughs> it's really the real deal. So yeah, I started doing that. And I don't know that I thought about it as like, oh, I'm setting this goal. Yeah. I think I just was writing down, these are the things that I want, which I mean, that is goal setting, but I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about it as I'm going to work toward these. I'm going to make them happen. It was just like, I was just journaling basically mm-hmm. and thinking through the kind of person that I wanted to be. And yeah, kept working toward those. Yeah, I love that. I So this year I've got a who goal and I've used the SMART format for that who goal. So I know, okay, what does success look like? What's my measurement? So those are just a few different models for goal setting. Like we said, there's some that are more concrete and there are some that are a little bit more abstract. The key is choosing what works for you. And maybe it's a combination of things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've talked about different models for goal setting. Hopefully you've already used one of those, or you can go and use one of those after this podcast. Let's talk about execution Mm. because the perfectly written goal means nothing. (laughs) If you can't get it done. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't actually do it. Yeah. So how do we execute with purpose and actually accomplish these goals? So let's, let's talk through some tips here. You are really good at this first one, which is writing them down and putting them in a visible place. I am not good at that. I don't know Mm. if it's just my brain is not that visual or because of the kinds of places I've lived in. Like, I don't feel like I can post something on my mirror 
for my roommate to have to stare at every day. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So what, how does that help you? Yes. Talk to me about that. Well, this goes back to how we're very different people. We are. Yes. <laughs> and my mind goes a million places and having a visual that I know I'm going to see every day helps me recenter. If so, and I feel like you are a very like intentional thinker. <laughs> I can get distracted very easily. <laughs> And so I need these little subliminal reminders and I am a very visual learner. Yeah. So that, that is one of the reasons I love writing them in a place where I know I'm going to see it every single day. Yeah. That makes sense. And I'm old school. Like I said, I have always, I started a long time ago. I like to write them and put them by my mirror because I know I'm going to go there to brush my teeth yeah. first thing in the morning. However, a lot of people I've talked to, they're like, oh, I've had my goals on the dash in my car or the desktop um, wallpaper or the wallpaper on my phone. Yeah. I have so many things pulled up on my phone and laptop. I never see the desktop. So it doesn't <laughs> yes. really help what me. Is, what even is your desktop? Who <laughs> yeah. knows? There's a picture back there. <laughs> <laughs> but those are other places that you can, you know, digital format or a physical format, write it down, put it somewhere where you can see it. Yeah. And if, if you're, and maybe you don't need that, like Ash doesn't need that, but where is it? Have it written down somewhere so that you can go back and check it to see if you've achieved it or not. Yeah. Second one. I love this one too. <laughs> I love calendars. <laughs> Schedule it. As we talk about those goals, what's it going to take to achieve that goal? Put it in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Ash talked about benefits of goal setting is prioritizing. On my calendar, I have a reoccurring uh, meeting, quote unquote, for when I go to the gym. So no one schedules over that. I put everything on my calendar. Yeah. And and for me, it is a discipline and a practice of I do what's on my calendar. So as I've previously mentioned multiple times, I <laughs> just started a new job and I moved from being a it being a Google company to an Outlook company. And so Welcome now to the club. <laughs> I don't want to be in this club. <laughs> but I now have all of my personal things on my Google calendar still because I did that. I scheduled everything in. So like I have dinner with my friends every Wednesday night and I have that recurring on my calendar and but now all my work stuff's on my outlook calendar and I have have not integrated them both and I do I am finding that I'm having trouble focusing on the things I actually want to do and want to get done and prioritizing those things Mm -hmm. because I'm not seeing them on my calendar every day yes so it it really does work is my point yep that's not just Becky being excited it does work yeah you have proof because you have lived without it exactly for a little bit Oh, I feel like you'd be good to talk about this next one. Oh, accountability buddies. Yes. <laughs> so it's always helpful to have someone who has a similar goal as you do it with you and to keep in touch with that person. So that can, it really works pretty well at a distance. Like, and it, yeah. I find that it's a good way. I think you've experienced this with your sister. Mm-hmm. I find that it's a good way to connect with a friend who isn't living near you. If you can, you know, text back and forth or Marco Polo or email or, you know, call once a week or whatever, if you're sharing a goal and that doesn't have to mean your benchmarks are exactly the same, but you're able to support each other and hold each other accountable to that goal. And you're much, much, much more likely to get it done. Yes. Uh, Ash and I both right before this podcast got a text that said, Hey, I'm struggling to make it to the the 4 PM class. (laughs) This is what accountabilities or buddies are for. You say, okay, I'll go to, I'll I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a big one. And like you said, my sister, she's, I wouldn't have tracked my food if it wasn't for her and being accountable to sending her that. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, here's another. Oh, I just love all of these. <laughs> Getting a coach. A coach. This actually, I just had a 
conversation this last weekend about coaching. Mm. And for a lot of people in my world, they think of coaching as like a fitness coach. Oh, yeah. Which is one form of a coach. It's true. However, uh, this person I actually was suggesting, you know, to help them, they might need, quote unquote, a life coach to pour into them because they're constantly pouring into others. And at first their reaction was defensive. Interesting. Like there's something wrong with them. And I go, oh, no, no. The president of my company, who's an amazing leader, has always had a coach. Yeah. Like great people need coaches. You can't just always be pouring into others. And so I I feel like I like this topic because it's coaching for us. Like you can have coaches in so many different parts of your life. Yeah. It's not just a nutrition coach or a fitness coach uh, or, you know, someone teaching you how to do forecasting at work or whatever. Yeah. Clearly, it's not something I enjoy. <laughs> Too many details. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, tell tell me a little bit about coaches in your life, Ash. Yeah, well, one of my friends has this aversion to asking for outside help like that. And whenever she says it, I ask why. And she says, you know, I feel like I should be able to handle this on my own. And my response yes. is usually, well, that's pretty arrogant of you. Like, mm-hmm. if the rest of us need help, what makes you special? Like, the rest of us are asking for help. I go to counseling. I, you know, I mean, we go to doctors for goodness sake. We go to people that know what they're talking about and can help us through something. Why, what makes your emotional issues or your mental health issues or your fitness issues, like what makes those different? Um, Yeah. So as I said, I have, I go to counseling. I have a couple of different people I consider my mentors um, that I will just go to and say, Hey, here's what I'm working through. Can you help me process this? Do you have half an hour? Something like that. I've never had like an actual paid life coach. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would be wonderful. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> that would right? be so great. But I've never done that. Have you? No, not paid. Yeah. yeah. Just informal. Just in- informal. I'm not that big of a deal. <laughs> and actually when I was considering um, taking this role, I remember you asked me, you said when, um, when you take a new role or you think about taking a new role, you consider the boss as like a built in mentor for you. So whoever your director is, and so you asked me, is this someone you want to learn from? Is this someone you want to coach you? And I had to process that. And that was something I had never thought about it that way. So that was a great, that was a great question. Yeah. At least uh, that's the cool part where I work. It is, that's the culture is like, okay, your supervisor is basically a coach. And yeah. And that is, someone asked me that question. I love that. You know, who do you want to learn from? Yeah. Oh, I like this one too. (laughs) This one involves partying. So that's why I like it. Party. So with those goals, we've already mentioned this, make sure we set milestones to along the way and don't only just set those milestones, but a cool thing you can do, a tip is have a way to reward yourself when you hit mm. that milestone. Yeah. So for, for example, let's say you want to lose weight and you've lost so much weight that your uh, milestone, you've lost 10 pounds and now you can go shopping and buy a new pair of pants. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, I am trying really hard to get debt free right now, working on paying off some uh, credit card debt. And I have decided that when I get down to a certain dollar amount, I can go get a real haircut, like go get a paid haircut, which my roommate cuts my hair. She does a fantastic job. But there's just something different about going and getting your haircut by someone, you know. So does, that's my does your roommate rub your scalp? She does not. Oh, um, see, not, there's a the difference. No, yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> She probably would if I asked her. She's a nice person. But. My- <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> All right. We're going to end on scalp rubbing. We, we sure are. 
anyway, we love goals and we love setting goals. And I, I don't get as excited about them as Becky does, but I do love the fact that they move me forward. I tend to be a very passive person in my life and I don't want to wake up in 20 years and say, okay, I had these things I wanted to do and I just never did them. And I will say that is one of the things that you, my friendship with you has been great. You do move, move me toward my goals. You ask me what they are and you help me to the process through, even just by being you, help me to process through how to get there. And so I would say absolutely find people who are going to help you toward your goals. That's really important. And find people who help you calm down when you <laughs> won't stop go- moving too quickly. <laughs> when you need to just take a deep breath. Just chill. I need you to set a goal of breathing. <laughs> I'm going to put on some coffee shop music for you. <laughs> well, we hope this was helpful. And uh, yeah, tune in with us next time. We're going to be talking about what, Ash? Getting in shape what? and what that means. And obviously, we'll pull some of these goal-setting tendencies into that. It'll basically be the same episode, but talking about getting in shape instead. Maybe we'll share some of our secret tips and tricks. You have secret tips and tricks that you haven't told me? How Ash became such an elite athlete. (laughs) We're going to tell you on the next episode. Just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.